On today's show, the Yankees make a big trade. We'll talk about who they got, who they gave away. Plus, what does this mean for Joey Gallo? Is there actually a chance of him reuniting with A.J. Preller in San Diego? The Yankees are playing the Royals for the next four games. We'll preview that. And Abby was at City Field last night, so we'll get to talk about the Subway Series. All that and more next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available on every podcasting platform available. We're also on YouTube, so please subscribe, like our videos, and hit the bell notification so you know when they go up. Thursday, July 28th. We're only a few days away from the trade deadline, but the Yankees made a trade last night. And it... The, the, t- the timing was perfect because who wanted to talk about that game? No one. No one wanted to talk about that game. And Brian Cashman was like, I'm going to make a move. So then now you have to talk about the trade. <laughs> and it's true. That's like all anybody really talked about in post game. Um, yeah. Like Meredith opened it up by asking about Andrew Benintendi. And I, okay, so here's what I thought was interesting last night. Pre-game, there's a few questions that are asked to Boone about this stretch of not so great play. Boone said very, you know, succinctly, we're good. We're good. They go out, they get what, you know, the Mets walk it off. Um, You know, Boone's sort of rationale was that they probably have all the tools in their own locker room, but upgrades wouldn't hurt. And, you know, it's not like they weren't in that game. Max Scherzer was dominant. Max Scherzer looked like he turned 38 last night and he looked like you know, 28-year-old Max Scherzer. Uh, He was fantastic. So it's not like the Yankees played poorly. However, that one big hit was only one big hit. And that's not really what we're used to seeing from this team. We're used to seeing a lot of big hits. They've got a lot of heavy hitters in the lineup, one of which is not Joey Gallo. So Andrew Benintendi is the upgrade. It means Joey Gallo's got a plane ticket out of New York at some point. I don't know when. But so here's... Here's what I thought was interesting about Boone's post game. He was asked about how right-handed heavy the Yankees have been in the past, and now they're starting to address that. They addressed it last year with um, Rizzo and Gallo, and now they've got Benintendi. He didn't like that. Aaron Boone said that was fake news. And first of all, I just want to say, can we erase that phrase from the lexicon of... I hate it. (laughs) I hate that phrase so much. And it's not, that's fake. That's fake news. Like, you can't just yell that every time you don't like something. Like, right. some people have, t- like, remember when Charlie Sheen's, like, winning? I hated that one, too. Yeah. Um, like, let's get some better phrases here, guys. Let's let's work on some. But, you know, and he's like, we have, he, he repeated his own phrase. He's like, we have savages. We have really good hitters. Okay, yeah, but you were left-handed or right-handed heavy. Previously. Right, right. You can't deny that. That's not fake news. That's not made up. Um, I just hate that term so much. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. I understand like right now his role is to 
um, stand up for his guys and um, be sort of the face of that clubhouse when they're struggling. Um, you know, not every manager does that. Not every manager takes that upon themselves. A lot of managers, when teams are struggling, they don't become the face of the clubhouse. They sort of become the the voice of reason. Let's put mm. it that way. Like, here's what's not. Here's what I see that isn't working. But it can. But here's what encouraging signs I do see that will work. And then the voice of the clubhouse is the long tenured like veteran or the captain. Boone is one of the guys. Boone is a player's coach. We know that. He has taken it upon himself to be sort of this like singular voice. You know, he's putting out a, a strong front to the reporters, to the fans, to the media. Um, his guys are good. He's good. Like they're, they're going to be okay. They're going to overcome this. This is just a little bit of adversity. And I thought that was an interesting approach and it really just showed, it confirmed sort of everything we hear about Boone being this like well-liked players coach, you know, being yeah. very, you know, in tune with his players. He's standing up for them. He's got their backs. Uh, I just, I really would like everyone to stop using the term fake news, including you, Aaron Boone. You, he's a great talker. He can come up with something much better if he wanted to. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anytime anyone uses that phrase, I just roll my eyes. It's, it's, it's up there with everyone talking about everything being woke. It's like, can we stop with that too? It's enough. Huh. Um, so the Benintendi thing, like I said, it was perfect timing. And for me personally, we spoke about this before we started recording, but I was recording um, Locked On today with Peter Bukowski because they wanted me, they know how much I don't like the Subway series. And they were, they told me the other night, we're having you on Wednesday night, no matter what. I said, okay, fine. So the original bit was me complaining about the Subway series and that was going to be it. And then we stopped recording. And he said, oh, uh, a bit of breaking news. You guys got Ben and Tendi, so now we have to do this completely over again, and you have to talk about Ben and Tendi. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. Um, I like the move. Um, he's been linked to the Yankees basically the whole season. People were talking about this the whole season. It felt like the Joey Gallo thing from last season. And, um, you know, doesn't hit for a lot of power, only has three home runs, but he hits, which is important. He, and he's, he's sort of... He's like a, you know, TJ LeMahieu light. Right. Right. He, let's see. Okay. He's batting 320, 387, 398, which is 111 for 347 with 40 runs scored, 14 doubles, two triples, three home runs. He's batted in nearly 40 runs. He has four stolen bases that's in 93 games this season. And yes, he's getting the vaccine. Now he didn't come out like Whit Merrifield and basically say, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not getting the vaccine for the Royals, but I'll get it for a winning team." Yeah. But this is basically what's happening. But I'm sure the Yankees basically said to them, "We're not. He's not coming here unless he gets vaccinated," because they made sure everyone. The Yankees were pretty much one of the only teams in baseball that had all their players go to Toronto because you keep hearing about other teams that are missing two, three or in the Royals' case, 10 players when they go up to Toronto. So, And you um, can't risk that in the AL East. No. You can't risk that possibly having to play Toronto in the postseason. Yep. I don't know if the Yankees made a mandate and said you have to get vaccinated. Um, you know, I, I do think maybe choosing to get vaccinated for a winning team, I don't know about that attitude. Like, we've talked a lot about how refusing to get vaccinated is, like, not a winning attitude. 
Right. Um, and, you know, when you're on the Royals, they're rebuilding right now. Okay, whatever. You know, but to say that, like, oh, I'll do it for, like, you can't just do it for humanity. <laughs> like, you can't just right. do it for, like, your neighbor next to you who, like, might be high risk. I don't know. It just still bothers me that, like, the attitude that people have about this because it's a public health issue. People are still to, getting it. Yeah, I you mean, can still get I got COVID. Um, yeah. I got COVID with the vaccine, but I also had no symptoms because I got the vaccine and I right. got boosted. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know, like we all know somebody who is high risk. You know, it, it's sad that like they have to worry about their day-to-day lives, about being careful. Now we've put the onus on them. And I don't know. I just think it's it's not getting vaccinated is still a little bit selfish. And mm-hmm. I get the my body, my choice thing, but like, I don't because, you know, that's a pregnancy. That's a that's for abortion. And that's not, you know, having a baby is not contagious like COVID right. is. Right. Um, so but he, he, you know, he's getting it. He'll be in the lineup in Toronto, regardless of where they play in the postseason. He'll be in the lineup. Yep. He should, barring injury. And um, it gives them another left handed option. It, he understands how to perform in a big market. He won a World Series with Boston. I think maybe that's sort of the missing piece with Joey Gallo is he is he's just not performing in New York, whether it's like, I don't know, the pressure or the ballpark or whatever. Um, Joey Gallo is not a New York type of player, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't want to say that because maybe he look, maybe he works out better on the Mets in a, in a year or two. I don't know. But something about this is not clicking with him. And Aaron Boone said, you know, he ha- he'll have the final he will have the final word. This is not the end of Joey Gallo, like as we know it. Like the narrative sort of seems to be like, oh, he's washed. I don't know that you know. Boone I don't wanted think he to is. like. Yeah. I think Boone wanted to like dispel that notion and say he's still the same Joey Gallo that we traded for last year, but it's not working out here. He said he has the pen. He'll re- he'll he'll write the final act of his career on his own. Um. It's just unfortunate that it didn't work out because he is a good defender. He's a left-handed power bat. It, it seemed like a good fit on paper, and sometimes you get guys in place, and it's 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 just not. Right. So Benintendi should hopefully be a better fit since he understands how to play in a high-pressure environment. So in a second, well, maybe not a second, but in a moment, we're going to talk more about Gallo, where he might go, and um, – the Juan Soto rumors also, because that's happening too. And I forgot to mention that in the cold open. But first, welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. It's available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. The Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. You can easily browse over 600,000 cards from every sport, with hundreds more added each week, plus Marvel cards. You can check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. You can also find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. With the free Sports Card Investor app, you can pull out those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they're worth today. For me, that's Don Mattingly. For some of you, it could be Derek Jeter. So download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestorapp.com slash locked on. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd, and Locked On MLB has all the breakdowns. Locked On Yankees will have rapid reactions to any move made. Subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So I saw something earlier from NewJersey.com about Joey Gallo. I don't know how much truth there is to it, where... um, I was talking about a possible reunion with him and A.J. Preller because A.J. Preller is in San Diego now. But I know that there are also rumors where Juan Soto could be heading to the Padres, which Javi of Locked On Padres, we we will probably hear him yelling (laughs) from wherever he is in New Jersey. If that happens, he will be so happy. Um, I think the Gallo to San Diego thing depends on Juan Soto. And if that doesn't happen, you could see Gallo go to San Diego, which would be an interesting move. Um, But where does he go? Like, I mean, I don't know how the Yankees even, I think there were reports that they can't even unload him on people because other teams are kind of like, "Hmm," with how he's been playing. You have to expect a diminished return. Yeah. You're not going to get a premium prospect in return for him. Like maybe you can get, I don't know, some, I don't know. You, it's, you're not going to expect. You might. You might be able to get like a a guy, a minor right. leader, who's right. maybe not. Who's probably not in the the in the top twenty five pipeline or anywhere near it. But maybe having a decent season. Um, at this point, it is just to create a roster space. That's it, and give and give him a better chance to succeed. Right. Now, oh, That's speaking it. of prospects, the guys that the Yankees traded for Benintendi. Not bad and not too high on the prospect list. There were a couple, I believe, in the top 30, but they got a pretty good deal. Kansas City got pretty good guys. Um, Chandler? It's a a fair price for a rental. Yeah. Like, we've seen in recent years, teams have been, like, giving up their – like, the I don't know, the asking prices in recent years at the trade deadline have just been, like, astronomical. And this is a pretty fair price for a rental. So, like, if this is what's going to set the market, because this is one of the first big trades of trade season. Benintendi is one of the bigger names. Right. This is going, and typically some of these trades that happen a few days before the deadline set the tone, set the market. They sort of determine the going rate for guys. If this is the going rate, then, okay, teams are going to be, giving up some decent talent for rentals, which is fair, instead of like mortgaging the entire farm right? for six months, for, you know, not even six months, for a couple months of a guy. Like, I don't understand how it, like, I don't know, like the last few years, maybe it's just because everyone's going crazy, Um, (laughs) you know, GMs included, maybe. I don't know. But uh, the asking prices for rentals has been pretty outrageous. This is a very fair ask for rentals. So maybe we're starting to see some correction in the market. Yeah. Like the overall consensus from people who know more about this stuff than me thought it was a fair deal. Um, Lindsey Crosby had some things to say about the three guys that were sent over. so it's right-hander Beckway, left-hander TJ Sikama, and right-hander Chandler Champlain. Now, he said about Way that he is a fastball artist and 
four-seamer, two-seamer, has a cutter, a slider, and a change-up. He said he needs to work on control and command, but he's the star of the package. He said that Champlain is a scout darling. The stats aren't necessarily great, but he competes, and he has a very good arsenal, fastball, slider, cutter, curveball. And he said about uh, Sykema is the only one I don't get. This is what he tweeted last night. I'm guessing the Yanks see him as strictly a reliever now due to injuries because he's had lat, shoulder, and elbow injuries that have ended two seasons for him, and he lost 2020 to the pandemic. But he said he has tons of deception out of the slot, out of the low slot and cross-body delivery. So that's from Lindsey Crosby, who knows way more about prospects than I do. Um, well, look, that could be a guy where the Yankees said, we need, you know, they're sort of done with him. He's had all the injuries, and they're telling they're they. I don't. I look, this is not sourced information, but this is sometimes what happens. They're telling teams you got to take this guy. Right. Give you two other really good guys, but you've got to take this guy too. And there is a chance that he can. You can fix him in your system, but we're kind of done with him in our system. Yeah. I don't know that that's the case, but that is the case sometimes with some of these players who have you know, had a lot of injuries or like had a bad season. A lot of the times all it takes is like one pitching coach to look at like a development coach to look at that and be like, I can fix your delivery. Come here, come right. to me. I will fix this delivery and we will fix your elbow. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe that's the case. If that's the one that's sort of, that's the wild card one that could be, that could sort of be the story there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not unhappy about this. I'm, I was pleasantly shocked actually when it came across. I was like, okay, cool. You know, um, I like his numbers again. I don't really care about the home runs. He could possibly accidentally hit into one in the short porch. You never know. Um, you know, his numbers might actually go up. Some of those doubles that he hit may turn into home runs in Yankee stadium. Um, very short. Yeah. So yeah, I like this move. I don't want it to be the only one. I don't think it'll be the only one. Um, Jack Curry was kind of insinuating that it won't be the only one uh, last night on the post game. I'm thinking at least a reliever. I would like another starter, but if they can't get another starter, a reliever would be a good idea for the Yankees. I have an idea. Oh, that's right. I forgot about this. Yes, Abby has an idea for uh, the Yankees and a trade. Let's let's discuss. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. It's not going to cost the Yankees you know, a ton of top prospects. I know that Yankee fans are looking at every top um, player on the market being like him. We want the top guys. We don't want the mid-tier guys. But I don't know that they necessarily need a Castillo, you know? Well, they don't need him, but <laughs> if you're going to go Yankee, I know that. Look, I know that you grew up a Yankee fan in the hate, like the Halcyon days where every top player eventually came to the Yankees, whether it was a trade or a free agency deal. Actually, that was after I grew up. I was an adult when that started happening. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I understand that this is what fans are still conditioned to think, but is it always good business? Right. Well, In no. today's game, it's not always good business. Right. So, no Syndergaard. He loves the New York market. It would piss off Mets fans. I mean, imagine like just his like social media chirps. He's pissed off at the Mets already. Right. Like for how everything went down the last couple of years with his injury. You know, he has he's shown some pretty good stuff in Anaheim. No yeah. I he's think not the... gonna, he's not gonna cost, you know, any any like blue chip prospects. Maybe I I can't see him maybe one like really solid prospect, but like 
I don't think he's going to cost the Yankees Jason Dominguez. Right. Right. That would be really interesting, though. I just, I maybe I, I root for that because of like the chaotic, the chaos, yeah. <laughs> but I just think maybe he could be a good addition to that lineup. Mm. Um, he's used to pitching in a six-man rotation. If they get everybody healthy again, they can have a six-man rotation because the Angels have largely used a six-man rotation this year, even though it hasn't worked. That team tries everything, and it just doesn't work. Um, it's so, amazing how far they fell off the cliff because, you know, remember earlier in the season, it was like, wow, both New York teams and both LA teams are in first yeah. place. Wow. This has never happened. And then they literally just no nose dived nose dived. Is that the word? Oh. Yeah. Just they were in a free fall. They had to fire Joe Madden. Then they tried playing Creed. Wait, was it Creed or Nickelback? I can't remember. Mm, it might've been Nickelback. Maybe been Nickelback. <laughs> They're both just as like they're both the same to me. <laughs> yeah, really. They're very similar. Um <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. It that's yeah, it's just one of those years for the Angels. That would be really interesting though, and that would be totally out of left field. That would be one of those trades where Yankee fans would go absolutely crazy. And I don't know if it would be in a good way, but like you, I would kind of like to see the chaos of a move like that just because I there is an evil part of me that likes to see people freak out and <laughs> But I don't think it's a bad move either. He's not no. pitching with the same power that he pitched with with the Mets. His his velocity is a little bit down, but you know he's Noah's constantly like tinkering, and he loves watching other guys to see what he can implement. Right. Like Bartolo had a slide step. He wanted to implement a slide step like Bartolo. Um, he liked to throw his slider like Jacob Degrom. Like he he loves to watch other guys and say, "How can I implement that?" Right. And he's constantly tinkering. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And there were times where the Mets had to tell him, like, scale back a little bit on the tinkering. Yeah. Throw what you know. But he was hurt so much that he didn't really get much of a chance to, like, he had a, he had a, you know, he had some up and down times in New York. And I think maybe now that he's healthy, he understands what he's working with. That could be, it's not the, it, that could be a good addition for the Yankees lineup. It's not the top guy on the market but do the Yankees need another ace no well all right um <laughs> I no, know but that, I I do I like a staff full of aces but it is it worth you know is it worth sacrificing some of the high-end talent that this organization currently has in the pipeline I don't know I don't know but I do like I like the idea of Syndergaard because Cole loves talking about pitching with his fellow pitchers. And I feel like Syndergaard and Nestor Cortez would have a fun relationship just because of how goofy Cortez is and what he does in his delivery and stuff. And then, you know, mix in Matt Blake, who has become like a pitching yeah. guru. Um, yeah, I think that could actually be a good thing. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment about what you think about this possible <laughs> trade idea. Cause that could be something. Yeah. I kind of want it now for the chaos. Let's do this. Let's get this <laughs> to the Yankees. Chaos reasons. I think it could work out pretty well. Right. Right. He understands what it, he understands pitching in New York. And yeah. he's had to grow up quite a bit. Yeah. He's had to do a lot of maturing on and off the mound. And you know, he's still got like that same sort of like fun social media presence and he's still, He's still Thor. He's been humbled quite a bit. So and that might actually work out to everyone else's advantage, whoever gets okay. him. 
So, so I mean, maybe New York Thor 2.0 wouldn't be such a bad thing. And it also would not cost the Yankees the high end talent that they have coming through the pipeline, or at least right. not like, you know, that look, the angels are going to get a good player back in return, if not a couple good players back in return. Cause I don't really know Syndergaard's market. I was trying to ask about it a little bit last night, but I, I don't, I can't, I'm not an insider. I cannot say that I have a, a good grasp on his market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the pitching market has necessarily emerged yet that we know what the pitching market looks like yet, but the, like the angels are going to get a couple good players back in return. Yeah. There's no question, but do you, would you rather give up three, you know, two high end or three high end players to get somebody, or would you rather give up like, you know, something a little bit less and still be able to use those guys next season. Right. To get a rental like Noah Syndergaard for a playoff stretch. He's a rental. Keep that in mind. Yeah. That could be an idea. We're going to have to tease this in the tweets for the episode. I don't think it's a bad idea. No, um, it's I not. Some fans are not going to. I know some fans are going to say it is so. <laughs> right. Well, yes, because they're Yankee fans and that's just how they are. Um, so the Yankees. Now, it's funny that they did this with Ben Benintendi right at the time where the Royals were coming to town anyway. Um, so the Yankees are playing the Royals for four this weekend, starting tonight. Tonight, it's Brady Singer against Jamison Tyone. Tyone is 10-2 and two with a 3.93 ERA, 84 strikeouts, and that is in 103 innings. Tyone has had a rough go lately um, against Baltimore on the 22nd. He lasted two and two-third innings, gave up two runs on four hits, three walks. The start before that against Boston was a good one, um, six innings one run so you know that that one game against the angels where he pitched eight innings and ever since then he's just been having issues so we'll see how he does tonight singer four and three with a 3.82 era 81 strikeouts and that is in 77 and two-third innings his last start was against tampa whoa six innings One run on three hits, two walks, 12 strikeouts, but he did not get the decision. So um, that's pretty good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's that. I wasn't expecting the 12 strikeouts. When my eyes went across the line and I saw 12, I was thoroughly impressed. Nice job, Brady Singer. And on Friday night, it's Garrett Cole against Chris Bubich got the name right this time and that should be an amazon game yes usually the friday night games are your amazon games just so you know um you know we're we're uh more than halfway through the season so if you don't have amazon i get it but you should get it because you can watch on your computer it's the greatest thing in the world or if you have the amazon app on your tv you can watch it on your tv it's great so Bubich is two and six with a 5.53 era and 55 strikeouts and that is in 68 and one-third innings of work he's only 24 he's a baby (laughs) compared to most people Garrett Cole as you all know nine and three 3.09 ERA 153 strikeouts in 119 and one-third innings that's pretty good that's that's that a good job, Garrett Cole, with all your strikeouts. His last start was against Baltimore. Um, lost the start 
because it ju- that, that was the Saturday game. But not terrible. Six innings, three runs on nine hits, two walks, kind of uncharacteristic for him, and only six strikeouts, also uncharacteristic for him because his previous two starts to the, before that start against Boston and Cincinnati, he had 12 and 11, respectively. So it's possible you'll see the strike total strikeout total go up on Friday against the Royals quite possibly and then on Saturday it is Zach Granke against Nestor Cortez now that's an interesting matchup because Granke has been around the block I saw baby Zach Granke pitch in 05 he got victimized by Jason Giambi on August 28th 2005 And it's amazing that he's still pitching and he's back with the Royals because he was with the Royals back then. Mm -hmm. And he is three and six with a 4.35 ERA, 47 strikeouts. And that is in 82 and two third innings. He is 38 years old. He's the old man on the team. His last start was against the angels. Didn't give up a run, gave up three hits in five innings. Didn't get the decision. And his prior two starts to that, he picked up the loss against Toronto. Not a bad line, but, you know, he only lasted four innings. And against Cleveland, he didn't give up a run in five innings, got the win. Nestor Cortez, as we all know, having an unbelievable season for the Yankees. 8-3 and three with a 2.48 ERA, 106 strikeouts. That is in 101 and two-third innings. His last start was a win against Baltimore. Six innings, no runs, six hits, seven strikeouts. And his previous start to that was the one against Cincinnati. He didn't get the decision. Pitched seven innings, only gave up a run on four hits. So he seems to be rebounding from his little bit of a rough patch. And on Sunday, it's Jordan Montgomery. The Royals do not have a starter listed yet for Sunday, or at least they didn't a half hour ago. Let's double check that. Yeah. So I will preview that on tomorrow's show. Two things before we go. Mm -hmm. Um, I apologize to everybody on YouTube who just saw me spill coffee on myself. Oh, no. (laughs) Daily occurrence, like 10 times a day, probably. Um, Two... A few years ago, there was some discussion between the Mets and the Yankees regarding Noah Syndergaard. So it's not in t- it's not like the Yankees have never looked at the guy or it's like, not like they've looked at the guy and been like, no, never. Like that's right. not there. Ha- there was discussion a few years ago when I was still covering the Mets. I remember. Um, and even after I was covering the Mets, there's been some discuss. There, there's always been like that rumor that um, no, that the Mets and the Yankees would finally make a trade a big trade and it would right. be Noah Syndergaard going to the Bronx and he went to Anaheim, but now is the chance. Now's the time. Yeah. I, I actually do remember that. Um, yeah. what was I going to say? Oh, I'm just checking something. Cause I, Oh, they did lose last night again. Boston. I was just checking cause I didn't know if they actually <laughs> lost last night. I did see that one play that, there seems to be a play from every single Boston game lately, and they keep putting it on the internet to show just how bad they are. I'm enjoying it, by the way, um, because I feel like, you know, the Yankees aren't playing great in July, but they were playing great before July, and I feel like they can get back to playing great because, you know, they made the big splash with Gallo and Rizzo last year, and then they rattled off 13 games in a row winning. So I feel like, you know, one more move and they can maybe spark something here. And I feel like 
the first three months of the season showed that this team was different than 2021. This past month feels like 2021, and I feel like if they start making moves, maybe they'll get back to how they were pre-July and things will be okay. Because as Boone said, they're a good team. They're just having a rough stretch. And, yeah. you know, sometimes good teams will go well the whole year and then kind of break down a little bit in September. Hopefully this will be the bad month, and then they'll just roll through, all the way through, through October. That would be my wish. So let's hope that happens. Um, let's see. So tonight, yes, Royals, Yankees, four games against the Royals. And then after that, they play the Mariners, who were doing really well. They, were, they won 14 in a row, and then they got swept by the Astros, because who doesn't get swept by the Astros these days? They're uh, only half game back in the wild card. This could be the year. This could be the year. Yeah. I was going to say, who doesn't get swept by the Astros? The A's. The yeah. A's actually beat the Astros the other night. Of all teams. Baseball is just weird, really. I mean, we say it all the time. You can't predict it, Susan. And... The things that you think are going to happen, like last night, I really thought Domingo Herman was going to just be bombed last night, and he wasn't. He was fine. It was yeah. it was really on the offense. And, you know, yeah, Scherzer pitched well, but, you know, there were some hard-hit balls, and the Yankees had some bad Babbitt happen, happening and just bad luck, and it was like, oh, my Scherzer God. Was dominant. Yeah, but they were hitting, they were hitting balls like, off him. Aaron Judge looked like a mortal. He yeah, looked well, like, you know, a mere commoner. Yeah, but he just—he looks like a regular, a regular ass dude. Again. Yeah, well, he needs to know that I'm we sure all knew that. a slider was coming. What is he doing anyway? Max was like masterful the way he was mixing up pitches. I mean, look, I, we've talked about this many times. I don't care who wins. I'm just a reporter. I'm objective. So for me, it was just an entertaining game. Yeah, but I was also, and I was also very entertained by like watching the dynamics between the, the fans and the stands. And I did get out of the press box a few times to like go walk around and like I love seeing groups of fans that are like half in Yankee shirt half in Yankees jerseys and like half in Mets jerseys and um I was watching uh Aaron Judge's last at bat against Max Scherzer so in the seventh and there was two guys next to me who were screaming in their buddies faces like getting right in their buddies faces MVP MVP and then he strikes out and the Mets fans were having the last laugh and then they were trying to get in their friends' faces and it was it was I don't know. These are the reasons that I enjoy watching the Subway series, even if Stacy doesn't. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Because, <laughs> you know, the Empire State Building was lit in Mets colors and the Mets were acting like it was a big deal. I'm like, you can celebrate your July win. Have fun with that. There's well, my both obnoxious. Of these teams are probably going to make the postseason. So there's my obnoxious. There's my obnoxious uh, Yankee fan coming out. Enjoy July because the only Subway Series that actually counted was 2000. Who won it? There's my end note for today. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube, like and comment on YouTube and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, why not listen to Locked On MLB? Make your second listen of the day the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion and a unique perspective on every team, including his Red Sox and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you can be so kind, rate 
our podcast and spread the word about our podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.